Dear ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Digital Savages Challenging the Status Quo podcast with your host, Amir Sabirovic. In the last episode of Challenging the Status Quo, we had Daniela Cholich as a guest, and here is a short part of our interview. Choose, um, or your, your environment chooses where you channel um, those emotions and those feelings and how you channel them. And I feel that everything I do today has arisen from me turning the negative into the positive and turning the no's into yeses and turning the uh, this can't be done to yes it can. Um, for me, um, the impossible is only impossible if you choose for that to be. Um, but personally, I make the impossible possible as much as I possibly can whenever I can, just for a kick, really, to be honest. <laughs> just to get me kicked. Are you curious about the rest of Daniela's story? Go one episode back, listen to her, and of course, tune in to our next guest, which is neuroscience and neuromarketing expert. And I'm already getting excited. I don't know about you, but let's hear her. Today, our guest is expert in neuroscience and neuromarketing, professional speaker and best-selling author. Her name is Chantal van den Berg, and let's hear her story. Welcome, Chantal. Awesome to have you on the show. Wow, thank you very much for the... Beautiful introduction. You're welcome. Hey, Chantal, you, you probably have listened to a few of our podcasts and we had an elaborate conversation about uh, neuroscience uh, previous to this uh, uh, yeah. podcast. Um, but can you give us your background and how you become what you are right now? Yeah, I'm, I'm glad to. Um, normally, people will tell their uh, totally background from school to, to, the, to the age that they are. But I, I will want to introduce myself as someone who is a fan of new challenges and doing things differently. That's the main um, sentence if you talk about me. Uh, okay, I did a bachelor in, and a master in marketing and, and, and business uh, and management science. In attention to my job, I stopped uh, full-time working when I was 35, and I'm living my dream life, uh, but not with money, on the other way. Uh, although I need money, of course, to live. Uh, but uh, what I always sought in my work um, uh, for companies and as an entrepreneur, that I want to find challenges, new things. Uh, doing things that other people say you can't and make a success of that. But there's also a dark side. In 2012, I got a, a, a very severe uh, cerebral uh, problem with my brain. Uh, it's called an aneurysma. And normally only uh, 40% of people survive. So 60% dies. And I'm the lucky one who survived. But that changed my life. Um, from being the person before 2012 and afterwards. And uh, I decided to quit working uh, uh, for businesses uh, as, a, uh, as an employee and started to be um, the life I wanted to live with my passion as an entrepreneur. So that's, and that's what I'm doing from 2013 uh, as a professional speaker. So the, the switch and that what made the biggest impact on you is actually that you got ill. Yeah. And yeah. you, you kind of re recapulated, what am I doing? 
Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Because um, I didn't see that what I was doing uh, was worse for my body. And I only have one body. So I have to take care of that very well. And when you're healthy, no one realizes that. But when it goes the bad way, then you realize it. And then you know it's time to change something. Yeah, it's like a healthy person has 1,001 wishes and the ill one just one. Exactly. To get better. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't know that I was ill. It, it, um, when, when you got an aneurysma, it's, it's uh, immediately. So it changes from the one minute to the other. Uh, it's a it's a kind of a little blue blood in your in your brain. And normally you can have so, something like that in your heart or in your in your veins. But my with me it was in my brain. And if it happens in your brain, yeah, normally you don't survive. So, and it's from the one second to the other. So it's it's, it's severe and it's heavy. Yeah. Well, but, it's, but it's, also it's, I like it that it's in my brain because I was doing something with brains, so <laughs> perhaps it was meant to be that I got this. <laughs> well, it changed your life and it awoken yeah. you to to follow your passion. And, yeah. and it, so, so you were working in 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 corporates or businesses as an employee yeah. uh, within marketing and communication. Um, first, I was a marketing manager from, for, for a great, uh, enormous pension fund in, in Holland um, with uh, 3,000 employees and 2 million uh, people in that fund. Um, and uh, after that, I uh, uh, worked a while as a manager of a team of 25 people in um, childcare. And therefore, that, therefore I had been in, in um, uh, insurances. Okay. And have you always have this part of neuroscience and neuromarketing within your job? Or was this something that came after your awakening? No, it, it was there before, but I didn't know. Um, in these days, there's so much more attention for, for neuroscience, neuromarketing, um, consumer behavior, behavioral economics. But in my time, uh, in back in the 90s, it wasn't. Um, but... When I look back, I was doing it be, uh, without knowing it. So I started in 1999 uh, with working in um, a company with insurances. And the way we presented uh, offers was a neuromarketing way. Only I didn't know that. <laughs> but we were very successful in that. So I was curious from how, how come. And then I start reading and I start testing and so on and so on. And so I, um, I saw that it was, uh, yeah, something different, what, what was, which was working very well. Yeah. <clears throat> and, and can you tell me, um, so now from the perspective, of course, you're an expert in, in, in these fields, um, uh, two questions, actually, how is neuroscience and neuromarketing, um, uh, impacting the current study regarding marketing communication? Is it is it something that is present? And the second question is, of course, how aware are all marketeers in the world about how important it is to understand the behavior and the way we make decisions or take decisions every day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, good question. Very good question. Um, I uh, think they... I didn't learn it at school. 
And now I hear from students on uh, bachelor education and master education that has more um, attention for this kind of science. But there isn't, there isn't any education with only this. And some people study psychology, some people um, uh, study consumer uh, behavior, some people study marketing. Um, and I think it's a combination of that. Um, and that's also the reason why marketeers aren't uh, aware of it, that it's so present and you can use it. So I think it's nothing new. It's, it's still a kind of uh, marketing, psychology, business, management, whatever you call it. But we are not used to applying it. I see so many um, websites or um, communication where I think, ah, if you did, did this subtle thing differently, you would have gained so much more success. Yeah, we don't know it yet. So I think I'm here and with my other colleagues colleagues on this topic to uh, tell the world that. <laughs> hey, and, and uh, is this is this something, so looking from a brain perspective, um, uh, as I told you, I'm also interested in this and and uh, we take decisions with our limbic brain, which is not able to uh, to communicate with our neurocortex, right? So we have this analytical part that is responsible for everything, the digits, the the uh, the language uh, a- analysis etc but we do not take decisions and these two cannot really communicate with each other yeah so- they do communicate with each other but one has the other has the is is um uh, more leading than the other and how, how does this work so so uh, looking from the neuroscience perspective yeah. and and um uh, what what do marketeers need to do? I, I mean, maybe it's not trivial, of course, no. but what are the steps? Of course, the trend for today, now the global trend is customer first. Well, I believe customers will always first, not your product, but your customer, and then you fit your product to serve the customer's needs. Mm-hmm. Um, but what do they need to do to understand and, and get that decision-making to choose for them? What yeah. is the, is there a holy grail or, or, or the lever they should pull on? Yeah, there is, and it's so simple, but we don't use it. You 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 mentioned the the needs of customers, but what we do is um, uh, think of that need in uh, a way of uh, knowledge, not in a way of emotions and feelings. So, um, why do I need toothpaste? Um, do I need toothpaste for um, white teeth? Perhaps. But perhaps I um, need those white teeth so that I become uh, more attractive to another person or to make me feel um, secure or to dare to smile. And that's um, exactly the difference between um, thinking in neuroscience or thinking in uh, the old way, I, I, I would say. So thinking in needs when there are just like details or information, no, you have to think one step further. And always, how does it feel to you? On which um, pain does it, um, is it, is it a, a solution for? Or what can I, where can I use it for to uh, make something um, 
um, more, uh, how do I say it? Um, uh, if I want to gain something, that, that for me is important in life. It's not about the details, not about the... The, um, the specs. Yeah, not about... Exactly, that's the word I, I was looking for. It's not about the specs. It's about what you feel. If you can tell me, how does toothpaste feel? What does it make me? Then I would buy toothpaste. Oh, you buy toothpaste. But when I, as, when, when I have a brand and I want people to buy my brand, hey, that it cleans your teeth, they all do. <clears throat> and, like, and, the ex, like the X advertisement, you know that. And that when, when the boys uh, spray on X, all the girls will, will come to them. Yeah. So if you have one, one guy who wears axe, all the girls go to him, and when the, when the guy wears another deodorant, they don't go to them. That's the difference. And axe tells them, if you wear axe, the girls will come to you. That's what a guy wants. <laughs> well, he wants it, but if that is the that's general belief, but the proof of the pudding is, of course, once they start using exactly. it, so they can call. <laughs> exactly. That's, that's not the total solution. You have to do more. But, you know, every little step, it helps you. Yeah. It's effective. If you don't wear deodorant and you see a beautiful girl, you get sweaty. What then? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, then, yeah, then, then, uh, but actually, the, you, so, so if I understand you correctly, they're selling a feeling. So uh, when you look at the, when you look at the, the, the child commercial, right, for Lego or for whatever, you see this happy child making this stuff uh, out of whatever uh, 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 that is shown. Um, so the child that is watching that and wants that actually doesn't want the, the toy, but no. to have that feeling of joy. Exactly, and what he can build with it. With one brick, with two out of ten or a hundred bricks, you can build something. And uh, that something is uh, is something you'd be proud of. And, and so so uh, empathy is the key factor, I would say, then. Also, yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. And, and what, what else? So actually, it, knowing your customers to the bone, understanding how they want to feel. But you don't have to know your customers to the bone. <laughs> um, okay, I was, we don't. <laughs> and, no, that's, that's interesting because I was in research and normally in research, perhaps you know that and listeners do know that, you need a, a response of 20 to 25% to have good answers. But people aren't, aren't honest. I saw if I, I took people to a test on a website and I told them, look for this. I saw them struggle. And if I asked them, do you struggle? They told me, no, no. So people aren't honest. You have to watch their behavior. Then you see everything. If, if someone is uh, scratching uh, in his neck, okay, it can be itchy. But most of the time, it's to lose stress from your brain because it has to make a decision and it doesn't know which decision. Your body shows everything. Okay, so, so, so non-verbal non communication is non actually... Yeah. yeah, you can see so much of people. And if you know, there's some, some biases, perhaps you know that. 
uh, Daniel Kahneman is, is the founder of everything. So um, uh, he tells a lot of biases. And uh, if you know the biases in our brain, then you know how we behave. So you only have to use that bias, bias uh, in the right way on the right moment. And people will do that. And the biases are created by the environment we grew up in, culture, background. The biases are created by you. Be because, um, um, and your brain. Um, your brain, uh, in, in the early days, uh, what is the color for, um, uh, the color for fear? What, if I ask you, what is the color of fear? Which color would that be? Red. Exactly. What is red? It's blood, so you will start to bleed. Um, exactly. So if you the... want to stop someone, which color do you make it? Red. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. So you, um, but red is also a color women are attracted to uh, with men because uh, in the old early early days they had to differentiate the berries from the leaves. And if the berries had a different color, they could see that it were that there were uh, berries who were who were sweet enough to uh, gain from the from the plant to eat. So we are uh, um, prepared for seeing uh, contrast in in colors. And so, uh, but also um, uh, the the house you live in, um, there architect who uh, designed your house has pushed you into different uh, choices because there's two only one or two ways you can enter the house if you want to go up the stairs are on a side of the house if you want to go up on the right and the stairs is on the left you can't so we are more driven by everything around us than we know Okay, so, so we're we're caught in the situation. Uh, yeah. and, and how how do what what are the best examples in neuroscience and neuromarketing? We talked about uh, uh, previously about you making or thinking that you had made a conscious decision when buying a certain brand. Yeah. But actually, it happened way 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 before with subtle neuromarketing and neuroscience behind it uh, that made you. Yeah. make that decision and yeah. you think that you really cho chose it uh, consciously because it was the most beautiful shoe or the best jacket or the best jeans or whatever yeah. um what are the best examples according to you when you look at it from that perspective oh there are so many it's it's just which topic uh which action um it depends. There, are, you know, every day you see um, um, a lot of um, uh, examples. But what's the most important? I think that's the most important to say is um, think about what you want people to do first. So if they want, to, you have to stop them. Okay, that's what you, that's your starting point. And then think back. What do I have to do to make people stop? Is it a red sign? Is it perhaps uh, um, something that's uh, gonna blink? Um, is it um, uh, something on the floor? Um, is it something I say? And then you decide which 
um, which part you use. So, and there are many people who say, oh, I saw the, the, the advertisement from this brand and they did this, 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 and this. But you don't know because you didn't know what they wanted you to do. And therefore, it, the, the, what you see can be different than what they um, thought when they built that advertisement. So, so if I if I get you correctly, so they get you into the emotion. Yeah. And once you're in the emotion, then you're more open to making a decision that they want you. So uh, I, I just came up with uh, with my, one of my favorite uh, commercials uh, 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 ten years ago when I was still watching TV. I don't watch TV anymore. Yeah. But, uh, uh, call call Appledorn. That's the insurance oh. company, right? Yeah. So yeah. they make they make you laugh. Exactly. And then they say, call, call, call yeah. Apple or... But, but do, do you know which insurance company it is? Um, I really don't know. <laughs> so it wasn't that good at all. It's Central Beheer, for, for the for record. Uh, I probably know it's green. Yeah. yeah. I know the letters on the end. It was green. And exactly. I know, I know, uh, uh, Achmea is in Apple Dorn, So for me, it was logical that it was Achmea. So, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what they did was they used something to um, get your recognition and your um, um, hippocampus. It's it's the 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 the, the, the center in your brain which uh, are called all our memories. So that 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 did they well, but the um, they didn't make um, the loop with central beheer. And Appledorn, yeah, it can be everything. It can be um, the car seller in Appledore. Uh, it could be uh, a restaurant. So the loop- they made a they made a city adver- a city market. It was city marketing. No, the the the, the advertisement you made. Uh, from- no, 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 no. I know, oh. but they made they made city. Uh, they wanted to make insurance marketing, but. But they did actually city marketing. Yeah, they just advertised yeah. the whole the whole city, uh, and you I can thought, yeah. do everything there. Yeah, it was a very good campaign. If you if you wanted to uh, promote the city of Appledore, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, and so it it was good, but um, the result it wasn't the result they wanted. And then you know it's good. Yeah. So the call to action after. After you get in someone's emotion, should actually so first you have to stop them I by getting to their emotions. So actually, uh, 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 if I if I understand you correctly, so you yeah. you um, you pose their fears, what they love, how they want to feel. Yeah. And you do that by choosing colors or choosing a certain message that you want to spread. And then the second part is actually direct call to action. You stop them and then. What do you want to do from there? Yeah, and you have to know that sometimes um, we people we are uh, we want something right now, but when you make a decision, um, it doesn't mean that it's gonna be one time, one now a decision. Sometimes you have to have more um, uh, moments to get people's attention to get them in the next. A phase, uh, a next step of the decision-making process. I, I say to people, okay, when I met you for the first time, 
would you tell me that we are going to marry together? And they tell me, no, 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 it's too, too fast. But that's what you're asking from, from customers. Hi, I'm here. I have a good product. Buy it. What? I don't know you. Do I like the product? Do I want the product? Do, it want, do I want it right now? So you have to have some little steps in which you're taking the customer by the hand and finally they will, they will uh, buy. But if that's today, tomorrow, or in next year, that, that's, that's not to predict. So, so it's building genuine relationship with the customer by providing him with information at yeah. the point that he makes the uh, makes the decision. Yeah. So you, you have, of course, services and products. In services, yeah. it's it's even harder, I would say, than products because products you buy because you want to fulfill a need, and that yeah. need can be a feeling or or just a practical need. But with a service, it's it's, it's a different. There's, there's also a need. There is a the, the, difficulty is that you can't see it physically, but you can make it physically. If I if I uh, would tell a lecture, how can I make a, a lecture visible? I can show you me giving you the lecture and giving you. I can show you giving something of uh, of the topic I will talk about. So you yeah. You, you you see you you see how how uh, what what you're going to get if you go to the lecture and and then what is your call to action then? So you it give depends. them a feeling of added value. I would I would say or it depends on what I want you to do. If I know that my lecture um, uh, is is uh, has a has three three or four steps for you buy it. Then I have to divide my information in that three or four steps. And perhaps do I need different um, um, activities? So perhaps the first thing is that I uh, will tell you the, 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 uh, the description of the course isn't interesting because first I have to know what's the problem I solve for the client. And I have to tell about that. And if that's the problem that the client wants to be solved, then I have to go a step further. Um, what's the next step? Okay, is it the information? Okay, I have to provide the information. What's the next step? Okay, he wants to know when I can follow the training. And sometimes we put it all together, but why is it the problem to give it in certain steps? Because I know if you're asking me the price, you're interested. If you're asking me when the data of the lecture are, you're interested. And then I go to the next step, but we want to push everything in one or two steps. So actually we do not understand the decision-making process of our customers. Um, I think we do, but we are a little bit um, eager to get it right now. <laughs> we have to have some more patience. <laughs> I remember that, that not, not, not everything is on paper. Sometimes you need a conversation in that process. Yep. Sometimes you have to, uh, you, you have six senses and use this, those six senses to um, get people through that decision-making process. It's not only words are the are the, the little parts of our decision making progress process. 
Okay, so so actually, you should address most of those senses. Actually, I, I like like fifteen years ago, almost, I worked for a company that was called Brand New Stores, and they uh, they were open in uh, Amsterdam, and they had uh, their their goal was to uh, let people experience uh, with their senses a brand. So yeah. if there was a chocolate brand. There was music. You could taste it. You could touch it. You could you could actually use your senses within the store. You could not buy anything in the store, just yeah. to make clear. So it was brand experience store, <clears throat> um, and they want to translate this to um, to online. And we made a three D three D environment, and you could listen. You could, but you could not taste. You could not smell. Um, so when when this, some of the senses are missing. Do you it's still missing. it's not missing? It's 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 how you present it. If I if I ask you, how does a, a lemon feel in your mouth? What does it taste like? I know that on this moment you're feeling your tongue. Yeah. You feel <laughs> your cheeks. You don't see the lemon right now, but I can tell you how it feels. So I can tell you how it tastes. I can tell you how it smells. If I describe it, you can feel it. Okay, so your brain is actually uh, uh, replicating the, the yeah. senses that you would experience when you, and you probably get an urge for a lemon. And you probably get, what did you say? The urge to, yeah. to consume a lemon. I don't know if, yeah. if anybody would take a lemon and oh, consume yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, yeah. it for the sake of fun. But yeah. Um, yeah. but but I get your point. So actually, if you if you want to trigger senses, you should describe exactly the emotion that you want your target group or your customer to feel. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it's so funny that, that you tell me nah, that that's not possible. And I think okay, but there is. What what which, which way can I find to make it possible? And that's that's a thinking differently. What I told you in the. In, in the beginning, so you have to. Yeah, that's that's difficult for people because we are trained, not trained to think that way. No, no, we we, we go for the obvious. It's um... yeah. hey, and and when you when you look at it um, from the from the neuroscience and neuromarketing perf uh, uh, perspective, and what you're trying to achieve. Yeah. What is your kind of grand goal? What would you like to achieve? Uh, I, um, you asked me a, 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 a certain question. Uh, you had a questionnaire for, as a guidance for this interview. And um, I, I saw one question, and it's, it's, uh, I, it's very um, uh, useful for this uh, question you asked. Uh, it was, how, uh, what would you like to leave the world? And I, yeah. I interpreted this as a, how would I leave the world? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, With a bang. No, no, I'm just kidding. It's just yeah, like, no, what, what, <laughs> what, what is your legacy? What would you like to? Exactly, what exactly. What's my legacy? Um, I would like the world to know that I, oh, there was a wise woman uh, who had a database and little changes on brain and behavior. And she could give to apply directly that help you make your life better. Because that's what I do. I make people's life better, easier. And 
that's what I do right now. By doing the job, what I do, what I give in information in this interview, what I do in, you know, in my blogs, videos, everything. And that's improving people's lives. And that's, for me, it's so, so useful. And wh where do you draw your inspiration for, for this? I mean, you, 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 of course, woke up uh, and said, I'm going to chase my passion. Yeah. And, and this was uh, since, uh, what inspires you on a daily basis? Um, yeah, what inspires me on a daily basis? That is, that's a lot. <laughs> um, and, it's, and it's also very, um, um, uh, how do I call it? Um, uh, it's exact differently. Um, all, but it's always a... a, um, a uh, a, 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 a red, red thread, sigma to it, and but what inspires me is uh, when I'm curious, when someone or something makes me curious. Uh, so, some people write something on the internet, or um, uh, some people tell me something in a conversation, or um, I'm I'm walking around and I see some something uh, on a in a store. Um, I'm I'm a geek in gaining knowledge in a couple of fields, and that's that doesn't just change that doesn't change uh, a lot, but it changes over time. So the um, perspective and sometimes it's it's like a, a sports or learning a new tool or having a different view on on a specific topic. It's not one one thing. That's what I want to say. Yeah, you're constantly curious about new learning new things. Yeah, yeah. So, so my message would be: be curious in everything you see, and ask yourself, okay, what's the reason I have to see this? Because sometimes you see the flowers, uh, but sometimes you don't. Um, sometimes you hear something, and it's. It, these words are more compelling to you than other times. And why? So be curious. Okay. And, and, and how, um, um, how does your emotional state impact your decision-making? Oh, my emotional state. Um... No, I mean, general, you, you can tell it from your perspective, but, but I'm very curious about, because we talked course uh, about brands products services neuromarketing the steps engaging with the customers but uh, how does your emotional state uh, oh. impact this yeah, so yeah. when you have to make a decision you, you you told me you told me previously that even a day in the week has impact on your decision making so yeah. uh, and i'm really keen to understand this so so yeah. if you can elaborate some 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 of this i yeah, think it's really yeah. interesting it is yeah it is um your emotional state is very demanding um of is, is very um is, it has a great influence on all your decisions uh, why is that because when you um are in, in a certain emotional state you look for other um cues you say other words um you do other things uh, there's an um a research um Oh, I can't remember his name right now by head, but um, the first word, uh, if you change the first word in a positive or a negative way, people will see something different. So if I got up in the morning 
and uh, and it's raining, and I'm uh, telling to myself, "Oh, what an ugly day!" Then I will put my brain in an ugly mood. So the first one I see, and he's not nice to me, I will be ugly to the, to them. Um, and that is, goes on and on and on. But if when I have a positive state, then it's the other way around. Then I would be positive and the people will react on me more positively. So my emotional state is um, uh, uh, decides who, how other people react on me. And, and if I change that, then I will change the other person. Okay, so, so if you decide to be happy, you can decide to be happy about yeah. everything that is going on. So if you're in the positive emotional state, that will impact everything and in, in your decision-making, but also in everything surrounding you uh, and yeah. so on. Yeah. And it will also impact your decision-making to the good I, or to the bad. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's this interview is too short for that, but um, you, uh, in times of, of uh, behavior of, of people and in times of crisis, um, when our emotional state is different, we do different things. And we react differently uh, on all, on all topics. So it's it's and but you can put people in a certain emotional state. Um, if you know that uh, flowers make me happy, my husband could f uh, buy flowers for me to make me happy, so that I can cope with problems more easy. Okay. You know? And so you can help me have a better mood. So incentivize your 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 mood by doing things that actually make you happy. Yeah, and it's it, it's it sounds so simple, but it is. Yeah. Look, so this goes for the, for the customer. And look for one thing that makes you happy, and and enjoy, smile with it, or something else, or or, or another a moment of joy. What you what you can uh, what for you for you is important. Hey, uh, as you said, uh, we we are uh, closing to the to the end of the interview, and I, I could ask you a zillion questions uh, about this because it's so interesting topic. But I would I would suggest all listeners to just follow Chantal on uh, on LinkedIn, and she's posting amazing articles and and uh, movies all the time. So yeah, yeah. Um, then they can learn more in English too. But nowadays they are just in in Dutch. So, but it's coming. Well, they should they should learn there is a translate button hey um is there something i should have asked you but i didn't yeah um i, I talked about the moments of joy and um ask people what are their moments of joy because that's the one that gives you the good mood. That's the one that makes you happy. That's the one, if you want to achieve some goals, that are your rewards. And if you want to, if you have a target, what's your reward? What's your moment of joy when you reach that target? And if you describe that moment of joy, you can experience it when you reach that target. Yeah, and then oh, you have... Your moments of joy. <laughs> my moments of joy, or I... I, I I enjoy the sun. I enjoy music. I enjoy my morning cup of coffee with a cigarette. Yeah. Um, 
I, I enjoy speaking with positive people, like sharing energy because I get energy from all other people and ideas and, um, yeah. I enjoy training. Uh, I actually enjoy every moment that I'm breathing, I would say. Yeah. And but I are see you really aware of that, 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 that is a moment of joy. I am, I am, I am, oh, I'm, um, so, so, so I, I live by, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's kind of cliche, but I really live by, uh, you know, tomorrow I cannot predict, maybe I won't wake up. So today is my present, uh, what was today is a, is a, is a gift. That's why they call it present. Um, so I really enjoy in everything that I do. I do have to say that I'm not always aware. Some things I do on autopilot because uh, so I do not stop um, for everything to enjoy or to mm -hmm. say, uh, look, this is so beautiful, but I do value and enjoy it. So it brings smiles on my face and I'm always yeah. smiling. So yeah. um, that's, but it gives uh, that's you the feeling, I think. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And what are those for you? <laughs> I give it back. I give it back immediately. <laughs> uh, now we have, we have some uh, some some same um, because uh, I like to do some some training too. Uh, but what I always what I also uh, find very enjoyable is when uh, our dog is coming to stand next to me and puts his face um, uh, to my leg. With which uh, she asks uh, me to cuddle her, or a song on the radio when I have some some good memories, um, or um, yeah, in my case, I like to buy new shoes. <laughs> oh, uh, and so when I have those new shoes and I have them on and I'm, and I'm walking with that, yeah, it's a moment of joy. So a kind of a, a kind of moments of joy for me. Yeah, so you're enjoying actually everything that you're doing and that you make constantly, you actually choose to be happy about things that you experience. Yeah, and and it's for me it's uh, important to uh, keep seeing them because some things are normal for us, uh, but it's, it's a moment of joy. And my dog comes every two days, one day, uh, with his head to my leg. But I, not all the Every time I realize that it's a moment of joy for her and for me. Yeah, we, we uh, maybe we pay too less attention to it yeah. because we find it so common. So that is that is that goes for the podcast as well. I really enjoy our conversation. So yeah. it could last for hours because I believe we could touch a lot of topics uh, regarding this, especially enjoying what you're doing right now and and live in the moment. Um, but. Uh, uh, um, we tend to forget that because we, we 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 slip in the stream of life and take that for granted. Yeah. And I think that is the taking things uh, around you and moments and people um, that you jo enjoy being with or animals for that matter. Um, we take yeah. that for granted as well until they're gone. Yeah, exactly. Um, exactly. And, and then we learn to value it. Exactly. So when you know what your moment of joy from a best friend, your child, your uh, your partner, uh, your colleague is, give them that moment of joy. That's a that's a, that's a beautiful uh, um, yeah, message right. for everyone. Yeah. 
Yeah. And would you would you say or or I'm I'm going to ask you anyhow. So um, <laughs> we were talking about this, but what what is when you when you when you summarize everything that you have said um, yeah. uh, from experience, etc. What would your key takeaway be for our audience and everything they do and and try to achieve in life? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's it's. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll do that. But it's, it's it's something more than I than we had to to talk about because uh, yeah, we talked about a lot. Um, but um, when we have success, we don't need much. But everyone has a time when it's more difficult, and in personal life or in business. And so I I made my five golden rules, and I read them when it's difficult, when I have a problem, when I'm not happy. Um, I will share that with the with the listeners, and so they can um, uh, hear them and take one or two if it's uh, if it fits for them. So my first rule is: it's always going to be better. So think about that. It it could take a while, but it's always going to be better. And then you can look back. Two, to sleep. I know from the brain, it's your best medicine to heal. We forget that, but rest. Uh, you, you told me you don't rest, but um, sleep is your best medicine. Third one is also from your brain. Keep moving physically. It helps you to, um, to gain new ideas. It helps you to uh, relax your mind. It's very good. Four, never suffer alone. Ask for help, even if it's small. And there are people who, do, do, who tell me, I will do this alone. Okay, but... Someone can help you. Oh, something small. Um, even if it's a, a little a help in a to-do list. So it will solve your problem a little bit more. And the most important one, and you told it also, surround yourself with positive energy people. Skip the ones who drag you down. And you can skip them for a while, for a while, but you can skip them uh, long for a longer period of time. Just permanently, <laughs> permanently, get yeah. out of here. Because don't yeah, we talked about the moods and, and how important it is. Don't give your attention to people with negative energy. You don't deserve it. Yeah, they will drag you down, and I call them energy vampires. Exactly. Uh, like f feel uh, totally opposite of joyful after talking yeah. with them. So if you have someone in your in your environment who's complaining all the day. Get rid of him or her, or tell it, tell it. I don't like you being complaining all the time because that's the bad mood energy you get on you. Yeah, it's infective. It's, it's like Corona. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's, it's really uh, we we don't know that, and you can also uh, you, you can you, you can load yourself with, with negative energy from other people, so you don't want that. And it, it no, could I, be like someone who is, uh, who is um, uh, when you're driving and who someone is yelling at you, some, something like, oh, look out. That, that's also negative um, uh, energy. <laughs> so I think when someone do, does it to, to me, I think, oh, he has a bad day. But it's not for me. It's your problem, not mine. Keep it in the car. <laughs> keep, it, keep it in the car. Yeah. Yeah. Because if I take his bad mood with me, I have to... Um, give it to someone else to to um, uh, um, how do you say it um, to um, to leave it behind me. 
Yeah, you have to pass it on like yeah, a hot potato. Yeah, like yeah the... so I can better stop it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just be the be be the interrupter there, like exactly. leave a bit. Yeah. I think they're beautiful, and I'm certain that listeners will uh, write them down for themselves as well. Um, Chantal, it was really awesome talking to you, and and uh, I, I would keep you for another hour, but I, I don't know if everybody would keep yeah, listening to it. Yeah, in about 15 minutes. So, uh. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, uh, once again, thank you very much. Uh, everybody, follow Chantal on, uh, on LinkedIn, and uh, probably there, there are other, other social media channels that you can follow. You can learn a lot about neuroscience and neuromarketing. Um, thank you. Yeah, thank you as well. It was a pleasure. Likewise. And uh, I look forward to see you on stage in real life uh, soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you, you can, yeah. In, in, in Holland, uh, it's it's possible from, from the 1st of July. So uh, you're, all people are welcome. <laughs> we look forward to it. Yeah. Have a good one. Stay safe and healthy. Yeah, you too. Thank you. And thank you. too. We'll, we'll definitely do. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you very much for listening, dear ladies and gentlemen. This was Chantal van den Berg, neuroscience and neuromarketing expert. Join me next week for the interview with Borislav Tadic. Borislav is a senior vice president, regional office north at Deutsche Telekom. And here is a short part of our interview. Yeah, it did change in a while. You know, like I said, you learn first uh, to appreciate certain things from your environment. However, your environment looks like you, you always think, ah, it's, oh, the grass is always greener on the other side, etc., etc. But it, it's not like that. First, you, you remember which things you nurture and appreciate and, and, and like, and you, you, you miss them in a, in a way. On the other hand, you open completely new horizons, you know? Are you curious about the rest of Borislav's story? Tune in next week and hear his story of life, challenges, and successes, of course. For now, this was Challenging the Status Quo podcast with your host, Amir Sabirovic. Stay safe and healthy, and until next time, see ya!